Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 95. Our skill topic for the week is ridiculousizing, as everyone is well and familiar with. Uh, Tom, what skill class is ridiculousizing? Mm -hmm. That's about a billion, billion and a half. Times 10 to the 17th. Mm. Really? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. All right, well, um, uh, Tom, what, what, what kind of uh, research did you do on ridiculous sizing? Oh, no, no, none. Hard pass. It's not oh. a real topic. What is for this show? Tanda, what, what research did you do? I looked up uh, ridiculous sizing superstitions, and uh, the list was so long it was like i it went off the page i scrolled for a uh -huh. week and a half and i still didn't get to the bottom of them it was really yeah i i mean the page is still up yeah I, and i could still scroll if i wanted i'm, I'm not at the bottom i think it did broke you find, the web did you find any interesting i uh, no i, I i'm mm -hmm. like eighty-three thousand pages down and mm -hmm. they're all just really silly oh okay yeah. What what what'd you find, PJ? I looked up ridiculous sizing superstitions. Oh, I hope you didn't find the page I did. Uh, apparently not, because mine didn't have that many, but I did find some ridiculous superstitions. Ah. Not I'm not reading all of them because it was like fifty five of them, but I did find the ones that I felt were extra ridiculous, and those are the ones I have here. Ones ones that we've that. Ones I I don't know. I just I just grabbed a couple. There's not many. Oh boy. Uh, so the first one here is don't flip over cooked fish. I don't, I don't think yeah, don't flip over cooked fish. That's well, I guess that's good advice. Uh, it's a common superstition in China, and it believes that if you flip over a cooked fish, this will result in capsizing a fishing boat. No, it'll just shred the fish apart. You should never flip over cooked fish. Well, it, it's. I'm just reading what it says here, Tom. You know. Now you can cook fish on one side, flip it over, and finish cooking, but then it should not be flipped again. So you can flip over half cooked fish. Exactly. Okay. Oh, well, there's a loophole. Okay. Uh, then we have facing mirrors open the door to the devil. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just what mirrors do. Right. I mean, it just looks like that. I mean, it's not. It's not really. Well, Ooh, it's like an optical illusion. Yeah, yeah. According to Mexican people, um, that's a real thing. It it uh it, it opens a door to hell. That's that's what they're reporting here, according to the Washington Post. So, uh, do it at your own risk. <clears throat> uh, upside down bread is bad news. Uh, laying a loaf of bread upside down or serving it upside down in France, Italy is not just considered bad etiquette, but bad luck, mostly because in the Middle Ages, the baker would set aside a loaf of bread for the executioner and he would flip it upside down to ensure that no one else took it. it but being I, the executioner, I, I that he had that. no fear of bad luck, so he happily took it. Well, I think that Nobody wanted to be executed, is what they're getting at there. Um, okay. K 
Keep keys off the table. In Sweden, it's considered bad luck to put your keys on the table um, as this was originally a superstition back in the day because prostitutes <clears throat> used to use this to indicate their availability. So I guess if you like went into a bar where there was prostitutes, if there was keys on the table, you knew that they were open for business. Um, Sounds like this would be that, good luck. I suppose that makes sense. It, it would be good luck if you're a prostitute, but if you're not a prostitute, then you might be mistaken for one, Thomas. I think that's what they're trying to say. You accidentally leave your keys on the table and you turn around and they're gone and later someone uses them to come into your room. Yeah, that could that could turn out poorly. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Bad, bad luck, bad luck. Okay, and the last one I have here is eating goat meat causes women to grow beards. I could, I could tell from your expressions this that's, one's sitting home. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, that's yeah. just that's science? That's science fact. Uh, so this is a Rwandan superstition, uh, and it has imposed many a dietary restriction on women prohibiting them from eating goat meat under the pretext that they will grow beard. So um so that's that's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it is ridiculous. Yeah. That's it. Fair enough. That's those were the uh ridiculousizing superstitions I found. Well, I just I, I googled the thing you were talking about and now I have a list of 14 best foods to skyrocket beard growth, which I think is very relevant to the make oh, should I read it? Is goat meat on there? No. No, Tom. We're out of time. We're out of time. Oh, man. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. Well, I was going to let Tom go first, but he just ran away. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, he went to go and get the deal that he got. So I'm still going to go first because Tom's not in his seat. Grabbing a so, pile of goat meat. That, that's, well, yeah, you're not wrong. He always has goat meat hanging in his shop, though. So, I, Tom and I have both been on the Milwaukee bandwagon for quite some time. And we've been trying to, you know, slowly accrue things. But I, you know me, I don't pay full price for nothing. I only take stuff if it's a deal. And one of the things I've been trying to get, either, I know specifically since the spring, but possibly since last year, the Milwaukee M12 lineup has a... A cutoff tool that is you know it's a three inch disc uh it's it's a handy thing to have but it's never on sale ever like i've been checking they're never on sale if you buy just the tool it's 150 bucks uh if you buy it with a battery i think it jumps up to like 250 or 300 or something like that but um Going back and forth, watching Tom's stories, I knew that he'd gotten a sale on something. So then I called him and talked to him and mentioned the fact that this wasn't on sale. And he said, actually, it is on sale. I'm like, nah, I just checked. He goes, well, the tool isn't on sale, but the battery pack is on sale. And if you buy the batteries, the cutoff tool is free. And mm -hmm. then... Then Tom learned from me that that battery pack was a six amp hour battery pack. He'd already bought and thought it was a four amp hour, but it is I two. Just, I just wanted the tool. Yeah. So it's two six amp hour batteries plus a charger. And that's normally 250 bucks, but they marked it down to 200 
and then you got the cutoff tool for free. So basically, if you pay full price, you're looking at 400 bucks for those things. But the sale they had put it like 50%. You paid 200 bucks. I got it shipped for free to my house. Didn't even have to go to the store. And I'm very happy about that. And I'd like to thank Tom for letting me know because I would not have known had I, he well, not known about the battery deal. Yeah, so... So the first deal I bought this go-around was actually the $130 battery pack with a free tool, but yeah. this was not part of that free tool. And that's what you were like, oh, it's not part of it. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's just a different battery pack for 200 But I bought the um, the Dremel. Actually, I bought the Dremel like almost a month ago uh, for 100 bucks because I just wanted it. And then it went on sale. And I was like, can I get the deal? And they're like, well, you'd have to return it. I was like, all right. So I went home, grabbed the Dremel, like literally just the Dremel. No, not the little accessory pouch, not the, nothing else, just the Dremel. Brought it in. They took it back and I went down the aisle and bought a brand new one. Like, it just, <laughs> I know, I know it doesn't really matter in Home Depot's world, but it just breaks my brain a little that that's how the world works. Because I was, I even told the guy, I was like, it's brand new, I don't. I mean, I'll just give you, like, I'll take it back and, like, like I'll buy it right back from you. <laughs> and he's like, no, I can't. It doesn't. I can't. It doesn't work like that. I got to put a sticker on it. <laughs> so, I don't know. I tried to be. I mean, I followed the rules. I didn't break. I didn't. I don't know. Anyway, so I bought the Dremel. And the Dremel is really good. Like, super powerful. I didn't realize. And it's, like. Even at full RPM, it feels stable. Like, it doesn't feel like it's going to wind out of control. So, I got I got both of those deals, too. I, I had looked at that. I, actually, what I called you about that people don't know, I was asking about the rotary tool because that was the only tool to me out of that deal. Like, so the $130 battery deal was a charger with a 2-amp hour and a, and a 4-amp hour battery pack. Those two were, were for 130 bucks, but the bat the choice of tools that came with it was not that great. Like it was like a staple gun, uh, a, like a leaf blower, the rotary tool, a, a light, light, and then like a air a, 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 an inflator, like an air like a tire inflator, I think. Hmm. Uh, so there was like not really a good selection in my opinion. I always feel like for those deals. They always throw the stuff in there that's like not selling. That's that's how I look at it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah but that's right. the stuff I usually want. I usually want the weird things that they don't even carry in the store. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just it just seemed like it wasn't really a good deal to me. But yeah, the cutoff tool is, and that's why I got it. And so I'm I'm thrilled about that. And now I got the bigger batteries uh, for my die grinder. Because I'm constantly running through batteries on that all the, all the time. I, I do want to buy a second die grinder. They're very handy. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad, but you know what? Die grinder is another one of those things. Never goes on sale. So. Right. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right, it's time for personal history. Tom, what is your personal history with uh, making things ridiculous? I feel like I specialize in this category. Uh, I've made several ridiculous things. 
even even if there's an element of practicality to them. But I've made. Uh, let's start with the lawn mowers. I took a I took a push mower, and strapped a a power wheel, a kid's power wheels to it, and made a remote control lawn mower. That was like the first. That was like the first difficult thing I ever made, like ever in my life. I feel like, and it took a long time. <laughs> but I did it. I like really did it. And it really worked, and it really mowed my lawn many, many times. And then I broke it down, and I made another one out of a kid's Razor go-kart. And that one worked better, but that's also dismantled now. And I have a tractor, which apparently was the solution all along. <laughs> <laughs> I got the tractor. I literally got the tractor. You mean they have like, lawnmowers that are built into <clears throat> tractors? Yeah, you just drive it. It's great. You sit, it, you just sit on it and you drive it like a car. It's awesome. That's crazy. Um, I do want to make it remote control, but that's just because <laughs> I have a problem. <clears throat> but yeah, I got, I got like five years after owning this particular house. Like the first house we owned was a small lawn and I just pushed it. It's fine. The second one was like not quite an acre of lawn, but half an acre of lawn is a lot of lawn to mow. Mm -hmm. It's Doable, it's fine, but um, it was a bit more than that. And five years in, I bought a used tractor for like 500 bucks. I was like, why? Why did I wait so long? What was I thinking? Like, what? What part of my brain was so broken that I, I spent hundreds of hours making remote control lawnmowers? I don't know. I don't know why I would do such a thing. But anyways, they're awesome. You should do it. It's a really good exercise in RC and like just mechanical assembly. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I made other ridiculous things, though. Do you remember my computer cart? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I made a, like, it's a push cart, right? But it's a motorized push cart. And on the handle is a little thumb throttle, also stolen from the kid's Razor go-kart. Go so a little thumb throttle, and you lift up one side, and then the other side just drives away. And I took one of those Harbor Freight retractable, retractable uh, extension cords, mm -hmm. and I flipped, I, I swapped the ends out. So the part you pull is now the prongy end, and you can go plug it in somewhere, and then it just retracts back in, and the, all the computer and the monitors and everything are, um, are all... Um, plugged into a power strip on there. You know how I attached the monitors? I was I first wanted to do like an armature to like hold two monitors up, but do you know what I ended up doing? Chewing gum. No, that would have been hot, easier. Hot gluing the monitors together. Ooh, hot glue, no, I just, yeah, hot glue. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, t I taped them together down the middle, but then I just put a giant screw right through the base into the wood. I, I spent so much time thinking about how to do it, and I was like, oh, I could just screw it down. <laughs> it, I don't know why we get so stuck in our heads about making it too complicated. I don't know. Because that's where the Anyways. fun is and the madness. Ex exactly. I probably have more things, but that's good enough for one episode. Uh, what about you, Tanda? What What is your personal history with ridiculousizing? I, I don't think I've ever made a, a ridiculous thing ever. That I, that I can think of. I thought as Tom started talking that, uh, that I would think of five things. And I'm sure I've made many a ridiculous thing. 
But you've uh, made so many ridiculous things, like a yellow jacket. What, what was that thing? A yellow what? A yellow jacket. That your dad wore? Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. That was certainly ridiculous. Yeah. No, I made him right. a a container to carry his um, skull, his chewing tobacco in, that I made out like of a pouch. made out of blue jeans and and I, it was all yellow trimmed because his favorite color was yellow. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty ridiculous. And I made yeah. uh, and I made hacky sacks and uh, and juggling bags, which were all things that you could buy for probably much less. You know, when when hacky sacks were a thing, I made my own hacky sacks and they weren't like an expensive thing that I couldn't afford. So that was that was certainly kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That's mm. awesome. Yeah. You'll think of more. Probably the first PJ. first ridiculous thing I made no, was an alarm for my room. <clears throat> and it was kind of ridiculous. Oh, it, didn't you tell us about this? Yeah. So it was like a string attached to a a, a motor that was uh, triggered by paper clips that touched in my door when you opened the door that made the motor yeah. run that wound up the string and uh, and then pulled a tab out of an old school fire alarm where they would normally have a little piece of like low melt metal so yeah that was that was pretty ridiculous i made a phone that was uh, uh wasn't it a radio I, I, I built a phone into an old radio so you answered the phone by picking up the headset and holding one one earphone to your mouth and the other to your ear and then switching it to FM to answer it. And Oh. So, yeah, we talked about that. I remember that's yeah, cool. So I've made yeah. I've made some silly things. That's what very have you true. got, PJ? For some reason the only thing I can think of is the thing that's in the room with he, with me right now, which weirdly enough I think I made before I even had a maker account on Instagram, I made a harness and quick draw system for my katana, my Japanese sword. <clears throat> and um, the reason that I made it was because I was writing a movie series about uh, about zombies. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I got. Uh, a custom, if you want to say custom made off of eBay, I told them what I wanted. It was a company that makes, you know, katanas, um, but I customized it the way that I wanted. And I got as long as I could possibly get for my height. And the thing is, and you see this in movies all the time. People have a sword strapped to their back and they just grab the hilt and they pull it out. And it's just like they're ready to fight. But if you have a really long sword... Unless your arms are longer than the sword, you can't pull it out. Like, you can go, like, three quarters <laughs> of the way, and then the sword just stops. It won't clear the scabbard. And I'm like, well, that's not going to do. I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to kill zombies if the sword gets stuck. So um, I figured out that if you uh, cut a slit halfway down from the top of the scabbard, halfway down, that's big enough, that's wide enough for the sword to go through. Uh, and then I covered it. I took leather, um, latigo leather, which is uh, horse saddle leather. It's very thick. It's like a quarter of an inch thick. And I made it, I screwed it onto the wooden scabbard so that it actually closed. It sealed up so that no dust or anything would get in. But the sword could go through it. So think of it like, uh, like uh, sprung leather doors, almost. Mm -hmm. And... All you have to do is pull the sword halfway and then it will cantilever forward 
with the motion of you pulling it out, and it'll so you can draw the sword just like it's in a short scabbard. And um, and I handmade this uh, leather tri harness. It had three straps that went around uh, one shoulder and under one arm, and um, it's not like I'm not the person to invent this design. There are tri tri straps all over the place, but I made it out of leather with custom foam padding and then I used a softer um, thinner leather to wrap the foam in so that it looked really sexy and it's got all brass hardware and it's held together with sex nuts brass sex nuts which is the male and female nuts that screw into themselves yeah we know you just wanted to say it twice sex nuts sex and nuts. uh it's it's hanging over my bed right now like it's that's that's where it should be because uh when I was doing research on on zombie apocalypses and stuff like that one of the things that came up was if there was an outbreak right now what weapon do you have within hand's reach that you could use to defend yourself and my answer at the time was nothing i had nothing there was like if there was an intruder or zombie attack i had nothing in the house i'm not a gun guy i don't have any of that stuff so i have a i have a deadbolt that would Some work. Zombies don't care about deadbolts, Tom. Come on now. <laughs> Besides that, that's a single-use item. You could throw a deadbolt at a zombie, and it's just going to be like, meh, I've seen one before. <laughs> that's not how they work. <laughs> I mean, come on. The point being, it's uh, it. I, I bought it. It's hanging over my bed. It is ridiculous in, in the effect that there's not going to be a zombie apocalypse, and I'm never going to have to use it for that. Um, but I, I did other ridiculous things with it. I took it on walks to try to get into the mindset of like in the forest. I'm like, how, what, what would my reaction be? Like if I was walking in the forest with a sword and there was a zombie and as I'm doing, this is, this is like on the mountain behind my house. As I'm doing this, I start to see a trail of, let's say torn fur. And I'm like, well, that doesn't look normal. And I follow these drag marks off the path and there's like little bits of fur and blood. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't look good. And I don't know, maybe like 100, 150 feet off the trail, I come to this little clearing and there's a big pile of guts. And it's just like somebody had probably like shot and killed the deer and then just like, you know, dressed it, like cut it open and got all the stuff out they didn't want to drag with them. And I was just like, what are the odds that somebody would have a sword strapped to their back and then find a trail that led to a pile of guts? I don't, I, I, that's never happened to me again. It just, I don't it's know. It's almost it's, worth just standing there for as long as it takes for someone to walk up on you. <laughs> and then just resheath your sword and be like, so there. And walk away. <laughs> I have video. Oh, man. I have video of it, that's but awesome. um, that's about it. Uh, I can't really think of anything else that's specifically ridiculous um, besides that. I don't know why, but that's that's probably one of the most ridiculous things. I probably have a, a lot of smaller things that are just not coming to mind. I do ridiculous stuff like uh, every day. I skinned I, I skinned one. a Furby you made, and you... reprogrammed it. My you daughters skin... <laughs> claim that that still haunts them. That was kind of ridiculous. You skinned what? That's awesome. A Furby. And, oh. we, and then change, change the program and play with the program to do different things. 
say different things. But, uh, yeah, he sat in my office for a while. That's awesome. I, I also put an FM transmitter in a in a game that was, like, really loud and annoying, which made it even louder and more annoying because <laughs> as it, you know, it was one of these, like, follow-me-type games, and so it was like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and it kept getting faster and louder as you tried to, like, twist it around and solve the puzzle. And I made it where you could broadcast that to a nearby FM stereo. So that was, that was ridiculous. Yes. I, I think the only other ridiculous thing I have is the fact that my shop is so full I can barely walk in it. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. about it. But that's oh, not does something that count? I made. Yeah, mine, it, mine's yeah. that way. Yeah. Tom's, Tom's like living the high life over there. He's got like room to move around. He could dance in a circle. He's like, the, He's got his tool room all decked out. Yeah. Even yeah. from since the pretty, last show. It? Yeah, it is pretty. I mean, I want to say it's so decked out, it looks he, ridiculous. He should start shooting YouTube videos in front of that. Oh. I know, I, you know what? I just looked at my YouTube account, which I haven't looked at in a long time. I haven't posted a video in over a year. Oh, I'm sure. And I have 900, 927 subscribers. Oh, you're you're getting close monetize. to where you could like do the the YouTube <laughs> yeah. thing, right? Isn't it a thousand right. that you can monetize? No, it's or? ten ten thousand. Ten? No, it's a thousand. I think it's no, a, it's ten thousand hours or something. Oh, is it or ten thousand? Maybe I'm misinformed because I I I hate YouTube right now. I thought it was 10, no. There's 000. a couple. No, it's like a thousand subscribers and or uh, ten thousand hours a month of watch time or something. I don't even I know how you mine. find your watch time. I don't. I don't know. I have like, like I have like six. I've got Video like sixty videos up. Ago. So I don't know. Mm. I, I haven't. I don't even know what my subscribers are. I have like sixty something videos up, but I haven't posted a video in probably like three or four years. That's crazy. It's been right. two years since I posted a video. <clears throat> I still haven't done the Jimmy Duresta video. So and and I'm and I'm not Slacker. going to. Yeah, I know. Maybe later. I'll I'll think about it. You, you guys don't need to <laughs> Meet know. Meet you later. Meet you later. Well, darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial interludes and stuff. Hi, this is Deep down at Johnson's Hardware. Are you tired of making the same old boring thing? How many coffee tables do you even need? Well, it's time to spice things up. Head on over to aisle 13B, our upgrade aisle. In our upgrade aisle, you'll find all kinds of things to make all kinds of other things better. Make that coffee table sparkle with our undermount road flare hanger. Adirondack chairs too relaxing? Slap on a jetpack. Now you got Astronondack chairs. Fun for the whole family. While visiting aisle 13B, do not pick up anything on the floor. Do not slip. Do not wear flammable clothing. Do not go down aisle 13B if you are a human. For more information, visit patreon.com forward slash makerskills. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. All right, it's time for crossbreeding. Tanda, what skill goes well with cro- with uh, ridiculous sizing? Um, I would say hoarding. Yep. If you want to yep. ridiculousize something, you you need to have stuff. Ridiculous that's true. stuff. That's true. Yes, ridiculous stuff. You you, you do need to collect it. You're you're not wrong there. I agree with that. Tom, what about you? What skill goes yep. well with ridiculous sizing? Uh, I, I, I think, 
I want to say alcoholism, but what I really mean is throwing away your inhibitions and ignoring all of the rules and just making the thing because you want it to exist, no matter how silly it seems or impractical or expensive or, or whatever. So, alcoholism? Yes, that is the perfect answer, Tom, because there are no wrong answers on this episode. Uh, I'm going to go with... you know that? I, I told no, you No, he that said it right earlier. at the beginning. Yeah, there's there's no wrong answers. You weren't oh, paying attention. I heard That's okay. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, ruler sizing because ridiculous sizing, obviously you need to be able to measure the sizing. So ruler sizing goes with ridiculous sizing. You need It's like That's hand fun. in hand. You got to measure how That's much the, the ridiculous is, right? No, most of those things you said are not words. Yes, that's correct. And ridiculous. And now for some nonsense. So all this talk about ridiculous stuff reminds me of the time that we got hired by that candy shop to make some things. You guys remember that? It was, um, mm-hmm. what was the name of that place? Uh, uh, Lick-a-Lot or something like that? It was a... Uh, mm, sir, Lick-a-Lot. Uh, so candy... I thought it was called candy corned. I, I don't remember, man. It's, we had way too much sugar. Uh, the, I, I I remember there was they were asking for a lot of different things, but the one thing that stands out was they wanted that giant lollipop. And yeah, right to put out front of the store. Yeah, <laughs> I thought they wanted it inside the store, but you know, it, it seemed to me like they would have been better suited to make that themselves since they made their own candy but i I mean i guess they got to subcontract stuff out right yeah Yeah. if i'd have known it was going to go inside i wouldn't have made the you know the sugar catch trough for rainy days that went under it and gone to all that trouble to to do that so yeah and there was the Mm -hmm, table mm -hmm. that we made their candy candy table Um, oh yeah 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 the lick a lot the lick a lot table yeah Mm -hmm. that thing was that was really hard, but I, I got to Well, it admit, was hard candy. Yeah, but when the kids saw it and they just, they wouldn't stop licking the legs and the surface, that really made me feel good. I'm like, we did a good job. That that was yeah, like, you they know. They were certainly drawn to it. Well, except for that one little guy. He was stuck to it, but. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I blame put his. Somebody gum underneath. I blame his sister for that. She pushed him right into it after everybody had licked it and he just couldn't it get was, away. Yeah, it was still kind of. Kind of, yeah, it was like a fly trap, really. Right at that point, yeah, yeah, kid trap. But uh, I mean, he was only like eighteen inches tall. He was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know. I I thought it was fun, and and I thought the store got a lot of uh, a lot of publicity. You know, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, and so I think well, it was successful, well, even though I, they just wanted a table to display their candy on. I and you I know and we they were thrilled we with the publicity. Realized that they didn't want a table made of candy. Well, there um, was that incident with the candy ladder that we made, and um, that really just didn't take the weight. Those those kids, uh, that one kid, I think had a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. No, he 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 was cavorting about. Um, I, I I think the reason he was like flailing around on the ground was just too much sugar he'd, he'd just eaten too much candy 
Oh, he was just having a spasm. I thought he was having some kind of brain malfunction, but um, no, I mean, he, he was he was only like seven rungs up when he fell. He couldn't have been, you know, more than eight or ten ten feet. Well, okay, maybe it was fifteen feet. He was he was only like fifteen feet off the ground when he, he bounced, fell, but he, he landed in the uh, cotton candy. Yeah, but that didn't could he bounced like four feet back up. I mean, I really felt like he something had broken, but he. He did get up and run around afterwards, but it took him a little bit. He looked like he was a little slower than when he had gone up there. But, I mean, I, I still stand by. I think we should have stuck with spearmint cane, stuck. the peppermint. The peppermint cane was not strong enough. I, 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 and I'm, I'm not going to change my mind on that. Well, that, that would have been a good idea because then the kids would at least only lick it once, and then they'd go, that's, that's, that's disgusting. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. Kind, kind of, of self-inhibiting. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. would have been a good, right. a good thing right. to do. Like a salt, like a salt lick on a, no soap on a tree, not salt. Lick. Soap on a that tree attracts deer. Like a salt, yeah, salt lick. Thing. Who's putting Never. soap on trees? It keeps the deer away. I don't know. I don't know. You're somebody. Oh. I must yeah. not be up on the Uruguayan customs. Oh, my bad. The lollipop what? was cool, though. I'm glad they let us take it when they hired the company to that replaced us that made the actual like giant lollipop that was just a sign that, that you know that, yeah, that actually realized prop, that they right? just wanted a prop not something yeah. actually made of candy but mm-hmm. and I, you know i could have saved a lot of money buying plywood instead of those 58 bags of sugar well mm-hmm. i mean we did get that clawfoot tub out of the deal i mean it was the perfect shape to make the lollipop and but i mean that thing had to weigh what about 175 pounds i mean it was it took uh, quite a bit of doing to move it around yeah at, at least and that was not even counting the the pvc stick for the lollipop i mean that was just like the head of the lollipop right yeah yeah and that pvc was barely holding it i i felt like it was going to snap at any minute well it wasn't even holding it when we first made it i mean until we filled the pvc with concrete it there was no way it was rigid enough yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. We did kind of leave Tom. Ooh, that got licked. Tom was holding it up for a little bit longer than he should have been. Yeah, probably. But he'd eaten a lot of candy, so he was hanging in there. Because we had all those samples when we were testing. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. Tom was kind of our designated tester. So. Tom, what flavor was that lollipop? Peach. That's why I didn't eat it. You, you could have disgusting. Oh, you could have only eaten a very small fraction of it. I mean, I hate I hate peach. Really? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, we I, did cast it in a wash tub, which seemed kind of appropriate after we had mixed it in the clawfoot bathtub, right? And you know, melted yeah. it all with weed burners. Uh, I certainly needed a bath afterwards. That would have left we you were all a, we, sugar we were all a, We were all a bit sticky. Oh, yeah. Yes. There was no one that got out of there without some kind of sticky part of their body. It was that the whole place was like a giant spider's web of sugar. Yeah. Yeah, but we... You know, what we, what we lost in them not paying us for it? I made up almost half that just reselling kids' shoes. That we that we picked up <laughs> off the entranceway, there were some there were some fancy like Air Jordans and 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 expensive Nike shoes, Nike shoes in there. eBay, 
Yeah. eBay was good to you. Yeah, and one one artificial leg. But um yeah, but there was a lot of stuff. Sidebar. Tom. Yeah. This is the first I'm hearing about the shoe sales. Um did you know about that? Yeah, she didn't give you your cut? No. No, I didn't get anything. Oh. Oh, interesting. She said that we split it three ways. Mm. Huh. All right. All right, fine. Well, I'll just pretend like nothing happened. Oh, look, she's back. She's still counting her money. Tanda, how many shoes did you sell? I I think it was 57 pair. Wow. And then I and then I got 150 for the for the artificial leg. Hmm. Mm. I I wouldn't come down on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were trying was to get it? me to just give it away for free, but there was no way. I had set my price, and I've been listening to PJ, and I know how this works, and I just held my ground. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure so, the mean, guy it, that bought it was the, it was the it guy was that, the lost that lost it. It was, it was yeah. the kid that lost yeah, it. Yeah, that's but there unfortunate. There was no way I was just going to give it back. Right. Yeah, that's... I mean, he did steal a, cane, a candy cane to get out of there that day, so, I mean, it seems seems fair enough. Right. Right. Well, this does this does fall under the age-old law of finders keepers, right? Yep. Are we making fun of a one-legged kid right now? Just wanna, just wanna oh, no, throw no. that out no, there. No, we are not. He has two legs. They forked out the cash. <laughs> okay, we are. Got it. Got it. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> just ended. Fucking ended. <laughs> That was totally ridiculous. Let it never be said that there are restrictions on this podcast. <clears throat> it's time for short and sweet. Tom, you, you got anything to wrap up the show? I do. I bought a UFO from Miroc, M-I-R-O-C-K, Toolworks. It's not a UFO. It's a round ruler. It's a... It's a... I don't know what to call it. It's a rolling. It's it. a rolling ruler. A rolling ruler. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's I didn't even realize six it had inches. a function. I thought it was just an amazingly cool fidget toy. Oh yeah. No, it's six inches round. Right. And it's numbered, and it's got sixteenth divisions on it. I'm trying to find the camera for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm seeing it. And you put it down, and you roll it, and you can count every six inches how long something is, and. It's beautiful. I bought it. I bought it for a couple of reasons. One, um, Miroc makes really cool, beautiful things. Uh, so I was like, oh, he made one. I'll buy that. And I invented this like, I don't know, six, seven months ago. I literally invented the rotary ruler. And then I Googled it and realized that like a bunch of people have made these, but I've never seen one before. <laughs> I never knew it existed. I didn't know it was a thing. I was like, I even designed a prototype and printed it. And I mean, the, back then I was prototyping things so fast that I just didn't Google things. Like that was part of the rules almost that I should just make it, shut up and make it. So, but uh, there was a Kickstarter for one that was like beautiful and digital and everything and uh, he made this one. It is incredibly heavy. I mean, it's like a pound and a half of brass. What are the little really um, things around the perimeter, like the little studs going through? What, what's the purpose? So on the back side, those? it's just, it's socket head screws, but they're numbered. The the round bits, can you see the one oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. bottom? Oh, gotcha. So those are actually the indications it wasn't of, focusing the, for you. of the inch Inches. Marks. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really cool. Now, I wonder, what would you do for metric? Would you do, would you do like 10, a, deca, a decimeter? 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 No, you do, which do, one do every centimeter. That wouldn't be too too ridiculous. You'd probably use smaller socket head cap screws or something. No, but what would closer. no, but what would be right? What would the whole thing be though? What would the oh. circumference be? Ten uh, centimeters? Yeah, ten centimeters maybe. Because like seven centimeters doesn't make any sense. I don't even know what six inches. Six times two point nine. Uh, six times three. Ten ten centimeters is. That'd uh, be small. Ten centimeters is about four inches. So yeah, that's this doesn't work in metric. So for like six inches would be closer to fifteen centimeters, um, which I guess you could do. Yeah, but that's a stupid number. Yeah, you know, you know it's metric. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, it'd be. But anyways, it's beautiful be kinda, and it'd it'd it's be, cool. Yeah, it'd be a little small. It'd be like an inch and a quarter. I mean, in diameter. So it'd be like a keychain thing. Right. So you'd have to do. A, something like uh 20 centimeters or something it'd be super small but anyways it's a cool little fidget spinner that is also functional and i like it and if you leave it alone at night the aliens come out and rearrange all your tools i can only hope at the tanda? no no you don't want that to happen tanda what about you do you got anything for short and sweet yeah, um, bite-sized engineering. So I think it's bite-sized engineering on uh, on Instagram exactly. as well as YouTube. And uh, so I, I I think he does some fun things that people would consider ridiculousizing. Because I thought the name of the episode when I saw it in our uh, shared text was ridiculous sizing. Um, and... Uh, yeah, he makes like Arduinos and Raspberry Pis and stuff that are like four feet across. So they actually work, but then he scales it up as a prop to make it, you know, huge, like a wall mount thing. And they're a lot of fun, and it's it's a cool channel. It is very cool. We met him last year at Maker Camp. Yes, this is correct. You remember? Yep. Yeah, somebody pointed him yeah, out that's to when me. Yeah, that's when I started extra... following him. And I think I had already seen some yeah. of his stuff before, but I put the two together at Maker well, Camp. Just, just be warned. I'm, I'm an extrovert, and um, somebody pointed out him to me, and he was sitting alone temporarily at, a, at the lunch table. I was like, oh, let's go sit with him. And I got up, and everybody followed, and we sat down, and I said, hi, I'm Tom. And I just watched your, I had just watched a video, like the first time ever that I watched a video of his was like that week. And um, so, nice guy. He does really cool stuff. Yep. And you, PJ? For some reason, when you're talking about the oversized Raspberry Pi, the one thing that jumped into my mind was the movie Something About Mary. I'm sure everybody's seen that with uh, Ben Stiller and... Um, oh, no one else you can name? Steve well, my Cameron Diaz. The Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, Cameron Diaz was the other star, but... So there was a scene in there when he's in high school and he's supposed to take her out for the prom and he accidentally zippers over his Franks and Beans in in the bathroom. And the reason I bring this up is because they had to make a prop of that for like a split second shot in the movie. And the prop is the size of like a human door. 
Like it is gigantic. So really? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And so I was just thinking some guy, <laughs> some, some prop guy had to like get this order. Like we need you to make a giant testicle and a dick stuck in a zipper, the size of a door. And he's like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, this is, this is the thing. We need it for the movie. I didn't know it was. That's awesome. I, I saw a picture of it, and there's like a person holding it up, and it is it is hilarious. It is hilarious. But you only see it for like a second in the film. Like they just flash right. to it, and then it's gone. But um, but yeah, that's that's a totally ridiculous prop. Car- Caroline uh, Caroline Hens Berlin Prop Shop is another, uh, um, or I guess it's Prop Shop Berlin. I always say that backwards. Prop Shop Berlin. That's another good follow if you want to see ridiculous sized things and and human lifelike, ridiculously lifelike props. Of and she made the, just the, the big sorts sloth, of things right? that uh, um, PJ is mentioning. She did that she, yeah, a few years, yeah. like three or four years ago. Um, yeah. But she's done some crazy big sculptures and and amazingly lifelike. All kinds of things. That's good stuff. Um, as for me, uh, I did mention the whole debacle with the bicycle wheel last week, and I had filled it with silicon. And since then, silicon is cured. I filled it up with air, and it still leaks. So I'm I'm still mad. I'm just gonna just gonna say that because I want to keep everybody informed, you know. And um, on a sad note, it has gotten to that time of the year. Where my my little babies, my my praying mantises, um, are starting to take the the long nap because uh, the weather is turning and and they only live for like a year or less, so they're they're starting to uh, they're starting to go. I found one today, and um, I tried to make him comfortable. He was still alive, but he was like not really. He wouldn't eat, so it's kind of a kind of a downer. They've been good. I've had a lot of them this year. Very happy that they were around. And I will order some more egg sacks next year and have more praying mantises. I think everybody enjoyed those in the stories. I want to thank our top Patreon members, our very own Tanda and Creator Nader. And, um, Sidebar, Tom? Yeah, I'm here. Do, do you get a lot of feedback from, from people about the praying mantis stories? No, no, I actually just finding out. I was going to call him out, but we're running long, so I, I didn't. But I didn't know he bought egg sacs to, like, hatch praying mantis. Uh, well, yeah, we are running long. We'll have to pick this up later. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't got a lot, of, a lot of praying mantis feedback, so he probably gets it all personally. Yeah, I must. Yeah. He must. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Back to PJ. I think he's wrapping up with the with the wrap-up. So if you're not aware, because we just sort of glanced over it a couple weeks ago, if you're a Patreon member, you get the podcast early, usually Wednesday night. Uh, so if you can't wait to get your podcast fixed, including the secret segment, uh, for a dollar a month or more, depending on how much you like to contribute and support us, uh, you can get the podcast early, you get the secret segment, you get special uh, discounts and things. Like, for instance, right now, if you join up, Tom will give you a mini frog pod. So I will? That's what you said <laughs> last week. Maybe it uh, expired. Was maybe, I drinking? Maybe they didn't jump on it if you didn't get it no, last week. I think week. I said... I don't know. Is that, I think I is that a frog pod pun? I, th- I think I said for the month. 
Oh, for the, for the month. So then um, they've only got like another week left. So right. join up, become a patron of the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Now we're going to go do the secret segment. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram. And you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.